This is Animal Radio. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Wow. Did I talk Animal yet? Animal Radio. Do I talk now? Yeah, I think no, so. Wait. I think you're safe. Wow, Dave, wonderful job there on the, the brand new intro for Animal Radio. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm dancing to it is what very I'm saying. swing. Very, very jazzy. And very appropriate for Route 66. Of course, we'll check in with Don't Susan Sims today. She's on the road in St. Louis, Missouri. Woohoo! For the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour. And, uh... Wow. She's almost done, isn't she? Because <laughs> Chicago's stops. not yeah. far, and that's the end or start point, depending upon how you look at it. Actually, in this case, it'll be Grand Rapids, Michigan, which isn't in the song either. one 405 8405 It's Animal Radio. We're here to celebrate our connection with our pets, and we're doing that with Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you? I'm driving through Nashville. Nashville. Well, say hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay, there you go. <laughs> should probably be a howdy. I'm from Dallas, though. <laughs> how, how can we help you out today? Well, I've got a male cat. I got at the shelter about six years ago. And uh, he's been in the house the whole time. He doesn't go outside. And I was thinking about getting another kitten. And mm-hmm. wasn't sure how that would go. Okay. Never really Has he been, been by himself there. all... Has he been a soul, yes. soul cat all this time? Yes. So you're thinking of getting another kitten or a cat or one or more yeah. than just a, just another kitten. I was so I was they go to the shelter to get another one, but mm-hmm. I w- wasn't sure how how he would react or what would be the best way to go about doing that. Okay. Um, well, the, the biggest thing that I'd say is we're going to go young. Uh, the best way to acclimate a new cat into the home is really to get um, a younger one, one that um, we can kind of ask them to take your other kitty as um, big brother um, so that he'll fit into the, the kitty household. So um, I'd say look for maybe a kitten or just a, a young um, adult cat, and um, that would be your best bet. Um, for male cats, I... I have had two male cats of my own. Um, uh, many people believe that to get a male and a female, that you'll get a better combination, a little happier household. But I think a lot of it goes down to the individual personality of the cat. Um, and uh, depending on what your kitty's personality is like now, um, sometimes finding a, a friend to frolic with um, just brings out all that uh, energy, and they can really thrive and really enjoy having a good companion. So I'd go young cat or kitten and... And perhaps maybe look at a female if uh, if you're looking forward to get a, a boy-girl situation there. Well, I've always liked male cats better for some reason. They always seem to be, I don't know, easy going. He's just a he's just a big old baby, and uh-huh. uh, you know that's what I wanted to do. I, I went to the shelter about every day for a couple of weeks looking for kittens, and I, I think I'd much rather have a kitten and a male well, kitten. I'd consider a female, you know. 
Yeah, and I've had I've had two male cats, and so I'm I'm kind of with you. Um, you know, I just I love the dynamics. They were such good boys, and I, I've really enjoyed that. But yeah, I'd say you know look for the younger one and uh, introduce slowly. Um, we don't want to kind of overwhelm either cat, so you know start the young one off gradually, and uh, I would make sure that you know your your cat stays top cat, and you respect that. So when you introduce the new one, um, you know we're going to restrict her environment or his his or her environment and kind of gradually work up that introduction so that hopefully we won't ruffle any fur for your current kitty friend. (laughs) So, yeah, so make it a a nice, slow, gradual kitty transition. And and thank you for considering adoption. So many people can save a life by adopting a cat, young, old, whatever. So, yes, I encourage you, Terry, let's get your kitty a friend. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! (laughs) Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. An amazing show. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie will be answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinny Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims, of course, from St. Louis. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage checking in. Uh, Bobby with the news. What are you working on anyway? Well, we have the answers in a nationwide poll as to which celebrity most pet owners would want to pet sit their furry little friend. Ooh, I'll ooh. let you know who won coming up in the news. Yeah, I know the answer. Do you I know do the answer? Do. Do yes, you? I do. You guys peaked. <laughs> Stay did. out of my news. Also on the show today, Ed Begley Jr. And I don't we love him. From, uh, what was it, L.A. Law back in the 70s, 80s? Yes. I guess it was 80s or 90s. When was it, Bobby? We're so old. Let's just say a long time ago, yeah. (laughs) He'll be on, of course. He's he's very green now, and he has his own HGTV show uh, called, what is it called? Living with Ed. Living with Ed. Better better write that down. his wife puts up with him. (laughs) Really? He he actually understands, carries a bus pass with him and actually travels on the uh, mass transit system. The man is not a hypocrite. No, he isn't. No, he's not. And he wants you to go green with your pet. And he has some ideas and tips of how to do that all on today's show. one 405 We have Mary Jane on the phone. Hi, Mary Jane. Hi, how are you? Very good. Where are you? Um, Greenville, North Carolina. Beautiful day there today? Yes, it's gorgeous. It's a little windy, but it's really pretty. How are the animals doing? <laughs> Driving us crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> Well, one of them is. The other one, um, they're both Papillons, and one of them is a female, and she's three years old, and just been a, a really good dog. I mean, she's got a terrible bark when people come in, and it takes you a while to get her quieted down, but other than that, she's been easy to train and all that. But then we got a a male. He's eight months old, um, okay. and, he's, and he's driving her crazy and us crazy. He is all right, what's he doing? He's constantly... Pulling on her tail, biting her tail. I mean, he's pulled her tail out. He's constantly biting on her ears, her jaws, the side of her mouth. I mean, nonstop. And nothing you do will get him to stop it. With Sophie, when she was little, she would nip at you. So I would grab her little nose and 
say no, 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 and I broke her of that. But he, I mean, you can hold his nose, tell him to stop, and he goes right back. And he's he's nipping, but I mean, he he can it does bite and hurt sometimes. You know, he's got those sharp teeth, and he's mm-hmm. constantly at her when you're trying to stop him. He'll just turn around and just try to bite you constantly, and I, we just don't know how okay. to break him of this. Well, um, there's a couple of things that, you know, first off, I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression that male puppies are bad because I don't, I don't want well, that to come across. Well, we didn't want a male. We really <laughs> wanted a female, but our son wanted this particular dog, so we relented well, and got him. Yeah, well, I, I would say <laughs> no, that... we're thinking the, wrong mistake. No, no. And actually, I actually love a male-female dog household. The, the dynamics work out much better. Um, and most people actually make the mistake of getting two female dogs because they will have the most behavioral problems. So I, I, I like your choice. We can work with this. This is definitely something we can work around. And I think the, the root of the, the topic here is that we're talking about bite inhibition. So it's something that dogs learn from other dogs when they're very young. Um, they learn how to play, basically. So a, a puppy bites on an adult dog, and they learn that you know a little bit of nibbling, a little nip here and there isn't bad. And when you pass that threshold, there's the ow, and the adult dog corrects them. So she's you know, done that, this, but and she has, and then how does he respond? He comes right back. He'll squeal and run off, but then he's right back at her. Okay, so he's, he's a persistent bugger. Yeah, yeah, he's like, my husband says he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not getting that doggy message. Um, so that's the important thing is that when she gives that message, you know, I would want to support that. And, and what you can do is also to help uh, when that behavior is getting a little over the top, she's correcting him. Um, I would cease that activity, separate them for a little bit. Um, but part of the other issue that I want to make sure we're doing is um, puppies are best when they are tired and the the big goal I would have is to wear this little fella out really get him um, some physical activity play ball take him for little walks um, all sorts of physical activities because that helps to take some of that anxiety down and then um, you might find that a tired dog when that when he's faced with that same kind of correction he might not be as apt to say the game is on and keep going and keep going Well, and, uh, I, I, we do try to play with him a lot, and I've got a toy that they tug back and forth with and balls and stuff like that, and he's good about that. But, I mean, if, like, I stop, he'll nip at me to get me to start back. I mean, he's just, mm. he's a little biter. Okay. Well, then then the whole household will have to work on the the types of play that are appropriate and then not to reward that nipping behavior. So, um, you know, ball activities are good as long as he gives that to you without there being a confrontation or where you get nibbled in the process. That's very important. We don't want to play with the hands. We always want to have some other object that he is focused on. Um, so, you know, if anybody in the household likes to do that rough and tumble thing on his head, that kind of thing, <laughs> we want to stop that because um, uh-huh. for a pet that has a high kind of a biting tendency, and I'm not saying he's a, a aggressive dog, but he has some aggressive uh, behaviors yeah. when it comes to his his mouth and his teeth. So um, if he tries to bite you for attention, we don't want to give him attention, and that would be a doggy timeout, and I would definitely kind of cease uh, activity at that point. We crate him, so put him in his crate. I didn't want to... 
associate the crate as a bad place to always go, you know. When you right. misbehave, you and, have to go to your crate. Huh? Mm-hmm. And that's very important. We don't want it to be a punishment, but we want to make sure that you and the puppy's mouth are not in that direct association. Now, we can also do something else, and we can direct his activity to something else. Um, so if the biting act is getting a little bit too intense, try to find something else we can direct his attention to, a squeaky toy, something where he can do some self-play for a little bit of time. And that's equally as effective in getting him away from your fingers and to not give in to that bite attention. And that might take some things like, you know, maybe keeping him on a light tether leash. Some some of these little guys like to nip at ankles and things like that to get your attention. Yeah, I can walk across the room and he'll grab my pants legs, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and that's got to stop, definitely, because when he's doing that, he's learning that, yeah, this is how we get mom's attention, because she's going to say, hey, stop it, or, you know, the, the the slipper goes the other way, and he's going to chase it, and, you know, so th- there's definitely a game involved with that. So it is a little challenging when you've got a little guy like this who is so orally stimulated. Now, and you mentioned one other thing I wanted to bring up, um, that for some dogs, um, holding their mouth closed is a correction for the biting. In a dog that's a little bit more aggressive about the nipping and the biting i actually don't like to do that yeah um, i don't because yeah it's it's definitely it's kind of almost um challenging them to to do that more so i would work on more just turn right around and do it Mm. yep yep redirection so we want to give him something else um to play with and if you need to get his attention to stop that kind of behavior wear a whistle around your neck blow the whistle, hey, hey, something else is going on, squeak a toy, you know, and that takes his attention away from what he's doing, and then you can try to uh, figure out your escape plan from there. And, like, at night sometimes, Sophie would get in the bed with me while I read, and she'd lay there mm-hmm. and be real nice and sweet. He's he's up there digging in the bed constantly, and you can't get him to stop. So, you know, he's just so many, <laughs> he's just yeah. a lot of behavior yeah. problems. Yeah, well, I would definitely see about getting this boy tired. Um, and, I, and I have my own uh, client here who has their dog that's closest thing to Marley that I could say. And one of the best things we did for that little fellow was to get him involved in an activity. And we got him into doggy daycare. So, you know, if you can't get this little guy into some serious physical activity around the house, you know, then making friends, going to have play dates, things like that will help to diffuse some of that energy. Okay. So, Hope that's of some value for you, Mary Jane. And, uh, I think it will be. Very good. Give your babies a hug and a kiss for me. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. 
Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio. Reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is Animal Radio. Dim the lights, if you will. Just feeling mellow. That's light the scented candles. Here, can I borrow your lighter there? The incense. Bobby's the only one that has a lighter, <laughs> and I never see her smoking cigarettes. That's the funny thing. Yeah. It's Animal Radio. <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets. one 405 8405 We're going to be checking in with Susan Sims in just a few minutes from St. Louis, Missouri. She's on the road. Uh, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions at one 405 8405 All the same number, by the way. It's, uh, it has a little rhythm to it after a while. You remember when we first started the show way back when? I couldn't way remember back. it. No, you couldn't. You had it posted all over the studio and you still couldn't get it. I dream about it now. And I'll say, I'll blurt it. I'll be at parties and I'll just blurt the number out now. That's, that's uh, sort of like Tourette's, Hal. You might it, want to see a doctor. Yeah. Well, you don't invite me to any of your parties anymore because of that. And there you know. <laughs> There's a story kind of the right reason. there. And you drank all the beer, too. Speaking of beer, hey, Vlad. It's Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Yes, and I'm here, as usually, with my pet, Mika. And today I have another guest in the studio, French Bulldog Max. We're going to talk about why he's in the studio <laughs> and, uh, you know, what he's doing here and how he got to my home. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Terry, I got the world-famous Russian dog wizard here for you. I Hi, have Terry. a um, seven-month or seven-year-old tricolor Aussie who we rescued from a mountaintop in Idaho, and she okay. is just a hyper little girl. I mean, she stands and her back legs just quiver. She is just so much energy. She's worn a path in our backyard back and forth along the fence. Even though she uh-huh. can't see anything, it's just hearing it. She's chasing squirrels. She's chasing leaves. I mean, exactly. she exactly. runs through my house, jumping over the furniture and out the back door. She's jumping on the walls and bouncing from the walls, and somebody knock on your door. She's like, you know. Right. Um, yeah, and all these things. I, I, I can just only imagine. My first question would be to you, and what you're doing to combat it? What did you do so far? What What do I do so far? Um, yeah, well, to calm her down. We throw balls for her. We can't take her for walks because once she gets on the lead, she just lays on the ground, and we can't get her to stand up. Um, okay, she so onto her back and put her feet up. <laughs> that, that is passive resistance. That's the same. That's the different problem. Like back to your backyard. So you 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 toss the ball. If she's bringing it back, or she just grab it and say, "Forget you, mom. Chase me around." How that works? Quickly. No, please. she she brings it back about three times, and then she's done. Okay, then she she's done. And she's off onto something else. 
Okay, because after that probably she wants you to chase her around. Okay, so <laughs> here is what I mean: you driving in the right direction, just in the wrong car. Uh, basically, you do the fifty uh, percent things right by exercising her physically, but not by exercising her mentally. I just would like to remind you: one minute sit stay takes as much energy as one mile to run, and if you put her in the sit stay and having leash in your hands and after you toss the ball and she wants to chase it or she wants to look at this ball and you snap her back in the seat stay that will even even exhaust her mentally even more do you know the mental job is a is is uh, exhausting people and dogs much more than physical job so do you know Terry by just taking her for a walk and walking her through the structures is um, basically it is uh, so exhausting for the dogs so a lot of people tell me Terry oh I I, exercise, I take my dog for a walk of course the dog's taking them for a walk <laughs> but 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 they they assume just because they take their dogs for a walk for three four miles around the corner they meet their physical needs no people it's maybe your dog's meeting your physical needs it's maybe good exercise for you but the dog which Terry has right now can be running all day in the field back and forth back and forth and after that come back to you look in your eyes and say panting what we're gonna do next mommy it is so important to do the right things right. Number one, physical exercise. I want to do what you're doing, but I want to combine it with obedience training, which is absorbing her uh, uh, mental energy. I want to put her in the sit stay. I want to toss the balls, and she's not moving. And after, I would like you to purchase the prong collar, pinch collar. Looks ugly, but ten times more gentle and safe than the choke collar, which is, looks nicer. But I want to get the color just by the company Herm Springer. Hard to find, made with the German quality, even though we Russians, not too big fan about Germans. You know that from the history. But we respect, we respect the quality of their engineering. So the great unit, never scratch, never hurt, made from the high quality steel with quick release, easy put in, easy take out. If you will not find the Herm Springer pinch collar, which is me imitating Doggy Mom Snap. I saw so many times there, people tell me, I hate these things. I hate these things. I hate, it looks ugly. And Vladi every day shows a miracle how it works because it's mimicking what the nature intended. Mommy's teeth. The key is have the leash slack. Never pull. Have the leash slack. Slack. Slack people. And after say, let's go. And the dog goes ahead of you. You just turn around and jump in the opposite direction. You changing leadership. You changing dog's personality. She's becoming from leader to the follower. You can see this exercise if you go on YouTube and just type Russian dog wizard, it's gonna come up a lot of videos which shows that trick which we do. As a matter of fact, Animal Radio and I were planning to even to do something with Herm Springle color very soon. We're gonna put some videos so it's gonna everybody gonna see in more details, but now YouTube would be well enough. That's what I want you to do. I want you to continue to play with the dog uh, with your dog in the ball, but make sure now combine with obedience. Sit, stay and toss the ball after that. I would like to put the Herm Sprinkle pinch collar, six foot leash, get your dog in this backyard, 
and walk slowly. Your dog is hyper and you should be slow. She's a head turnaround snap. She sniff, snap, no sniff. Use it as the teeth and stay cool and relaxed. Walk through your backyard with attitude. Exude power and authority. Have a owning attitude like Oprah has. Look how Oprah walks on the stage. She walks as the Russian tank. <laughs> so that's what it is, Terry. Just put more emphasis on the mental exercise because your breed required a lot. And the dog going to be mentally tired and physically tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well. Okay? All right. And you know what? Because you called me today, I would like to do some great gift for you. There is an amazing device, which I know Judy loves it, Hale loves it, I loves it, hundreds of my clients loves it, by name Chase It Pet Toys. Uh, this is the amazing device, basically, for exercising your dog quickly and kindly. It is stick attached with the special string and the live, realistic, squeaky toy attached it. You don't need even to toss anything. You stay in your backyard, and you don't need even to break the sweat. You just <laughs> you just move it back and forth, and you're gonna be tired in five seconds. Uh, we're gonna send it absolutely free. I, w I will put you on hold. Producer will take information from you. For everyone who is listening, please go on www.chaseitpettoys. Chaseitpettoys.com, and uh, you will love you visit that website. You have Thank stock you in that company, that. don't you? I love it. I love it. Uh, this company, you know, I met this company um, uh, on the, one of the pet expos. They are not sponsoring this show. They're not doing, you know that. I will never say anything untrue. They have nothing to do. I just fell in love with this product. My clients fell in love with Chase It Pet Toys. It's so easy to exercise. Trainers love this product. You know, why don't we need to spend so much time and efforts when we can do sometimes easy things. Americans live in a very, very stressful life, especially now all this economic environment, a lot of stress is going on. I think this device will be taking care of the issue quickly and easily. 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn, party animal. I'm just going to come right out and say it. My sister and my brother-in-law killed the family pet. And ate it for dinner. And ate it for dinner. I'm just going to say it. With with my nephews, my two small nephews. Uh, if that's not further proof of uh, the economy being in turmoil, as if any of you needed it, I don't know what is. Killing the family pet and eating it for dinner? You heard right. But I guess I should explain that the uh, family pet at the time, and just for a few days, was a lobster. <laughs> Get a load of this. My nephew has just uh, begun fancying lobster. My sister tells me recently on the phone that they went out for a seafood dinner. He tried lobster for the first time, and he loved it. So me being the good uncle that I am, uh, and a big fan of lobster gram, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with lobster gram. You can go right online and, and send like a variety of different meals, you know, chowders and ste even steaks and things like that. But of course... Uh, seafood, and namely, obviously, lobsters. I said, I'm going to be the good uncle, Uncle Vinny, even though they call me Uncle Sam, but that's a real long story. So I sent them out a, a little small order of, of uh, lobsters for the family. Well, my sister's got the bright idea. She's going to open the box, open the crate when it shows up uh, with the boys. And when they see that the live lobster 
in there that was sent along with some chowders, as I said, and whatnot. Uh, the kid scream in, in ecstasy and immediately n- named him Plankton. <laughs> uh, and my sister and my brother didn't know what to do. They're like, they, they, they think it's a pet. They're calling him Plankton. The, the, just, they, they can't process that the lobster they've eaten at restaurants, even though it looks exactly the same, just not moving, uh, is what they're going And they would never hear of eating it. So for three days, they had to kind of let the lobster hang around. I don't know if it was three days. I'm kind of running amok right now. And then ultimately do what all parents do and lie that Plankton ran away one day while they were at school. But, hey, lobsters for dinner tonight. We got it from them. And they just kind of uh, served it in a way that the kids didn't know they were eating Plankton. Am I the bad guy in this? Because my sister screamed at me when we opened the crate. We didn't know it would be alive. It was waving its arms at us. And this, what am I going to send you a dead lobster? Uh, that's what Italians do when they're threatening your life. Uh, of course it's going to be alive. It's a lobster, Graham. Am I going to send you a dead lobster? And she said they had to let it crawl around on the carpets for a while. And the kids were playing with it because, of course, the claws were... Uh, closed up with elastic bands and whatnot, and I'm made to look at the bad guy. And now, of course, the children think that Plankton made his way all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, to Reno, and is living a good life on a farm somewhere with Sonny, my sister's uh, collie that died a couple of years back. Plankton and Sonny. Sounds like a Fox TV show. Vinnie Pet, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or new to your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. California's governor isn't making any friends among animal lovers in his attempt to save the Golden State a few bucks. Governor Schwarzenegger is proposing to cut the time strays in animal shelters would be allowed to live from six days to as few as three. The LA Times reported the logic behind the move is to increase pet adoptions and reduce euthanizations. However, the Legislative Analyst Office report shows there's little evidence to uh, support that approach. In other words, it doesn't work. The Humane Society of the United States, along with the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the State Humane Association of California, and California Animal Control Directors Association have collectively voiced their opposition to the governor's proposal. Ah, We're broke. We're broke. California's broke. Don't come anymore. Well, and can I just say that the governor recently twittered that it's not him who's doing it, that it's uh, the shelters who are determining the length of time. Yeah, right. Okay. It was really well. a lame comeback, Mr. Governor. With flea and tick season upon us, the ASPCA has released information showing cats are more susceptible to adverse reactions from over-the-counter flea and tick products. The spot-on products sold without prescription all over the country should not be used on very young, sick, old, or pregnant animals. And if a product is labeled for dogs, it should not be used on cats. The EPA recently announced more intense scrutiny of the topical spot-on products. And in a recent AOL Paw Nation poll, 70% of those participating picked Jennifer Aniston as the most trustworthy pet sitter. 
It's due to her role of Marley and me. Other categories of the poll included favorite celebrity pet. The winner was Gizmo, the dog who just happens to belong to actress Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. Craziest pet owner? Went to the late Leona Helmsley. Mostly because she <laughs> left her dogs 12 million bucks. And the favorite presidential pet category was a tie between Socks the Cat of the Clinton administration and Millie from Bush Era 1. Bo Obama, the current Portuguese water dog and White House pet, placed third. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Wow, quite the dancer there, Judy. Yeah, that music, what do you expect? Who's singing? Do we know who's singing there? No, I don't, but they're good. We're going to find out who's singing the new animal radio She's theme. She's sitting over there doing a little jump, jive, and wham. It's amazing. You should see this. Can you see it from your view over there? I'm, I'm amazed that this girl, she should be on You Think You Can Dance, because yeah. I know she can. I'd like her to clicker train me if she could. She's been, She actually has been clicker training me the last few weeks to shut up. I'm going to have to help. <laughs> There oh, you go. Who gave We're you a clicker trainer? You. Yeah, what is that about? Did you know? Fine. You can actually clicker train uh, horses and cats. Uh-huh. A lot of people say, uh-huh. I can't clicker train my cat, but you can, uh, you can actually do that. And wow. No stranger to animal radio is Karen Pryor. Uh, she's, hi, Karen. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Very good. This new book's called Reaching the Animal Mind, and it, it specifically deals with clicker training. Is that correct? That's right. The clicker training movement kind of took off. And uh, now there's so many people doing it, and we've done so we've done so many wonderful things with it that I really wanted to share what's happened in the last ten years since the clicker movement, as it were, started, and uh, and a little bit more about what we know about it now and what it teaches us about the animals. For those of us that don't know what clicker training is, can you give us a, a quick, like a brief, abbreviated synopsis about what is clicker training? Clicker training is a way of communicating with animals completely different from the way we've been training animals since the Stone Age, which is by making them do stuff and be uh, nice to them when they do what we want and nasty to them when they don't do what we want. That's all kind of a 
uh, old-fashioned compared to modern clicker training because in clicker training we use we use the clicker, which sounds like this, to identify for the animal exactly what it's doing that we like. And very quickly, you can teach an animal a bunch of different things that we'll pay for. We start by using treats, food, because that's a <laughs> that's like money. I mean, it's something the animal understands. It gives the clicker value. Uh-huh. But pretty soon it becomes kind of a two-way communication system. Um, I'll click you. I've got, I'm ready to click you. Okay, would you like me to do this? Would you like me to do this? No, here's the name of what I want you to do. Great, click. And the animal is working towards earning clicks, not because it loves you, not because it respects you, which really means it fears you, but because it understands the game, it wants to win, and the two of you are in the game together. Do you teach them initially the clicker training using treats? Do they... Oh, absolutely. Okay, so they think it means treats, right? No. Well, they think it means treats, but right away they learn something much more important. That sound of that click means, I'm right, I did it, I win. And so when it's they find immediate out that, association, positive. Well, absolutely. As soon as you say, no, bad guinea pig, you don't win at all, the game stops being fun, and if it's a wild animal or not a dog, it will just bug out, forget it, I don't like this game. So you leave punishment out of the system when you're teaching something new. Doesn't mean you can never say, no, get off the coffee table, cat. It, it means that... That's not a good way to teach a new behavior. So we're really teaching the animal to think. We're teaching the animal to explore. We're teaching the animal to watch us and guess what we want, offer it. So these clicker animals are enthusiastic and bright-eyed, and they're really interested in their people, which is kind of a different experience for a lot of people. It's so easy. It sounds complicated, but it's sort of like Facebook. You know, try to describe that to someone who doesn't understand it. Just try. (laughs) But you go on Facebook, you see it, you try it, you get it. And that's the way it goes with clicker training. Because I I would be poorly trained because I don't get the Facebook thing. But go on, I'm sorry, Judy. (laughs) Well, are you on Facebook? No. That's why you don't get it. Okay. you got to try it. Yeah, okay. She totally made her thing, point. Thanks, Al. The same thing with clicker training. If you, your, if you explain to your cat, I've got this clicker, you do something I like, and I'll pay you for it with tuna fish, the cat will train you in the next five minutes to understand clicker training perfectly. So do you click to encourage them to do what you want, or you wait until no. they've done it, and then you click? You wait until it's actually happening, and you click during the movement. And instead of waiting all day, you want your cat to give you a high five. In my new book, Reaching the Animal Mind, there's a step-by-step example of how to teach your cat to give you a high five. Now, why would you want to do this? I don't know, but it's always hilarious when the cat does it. (laughs) (laughs) And furthermore, the cat likes it a lot. Look how perfectly trained my person is. All I have to do is when he holds up his hand, I go, Pam, on his hand, and guess what? Works every time. He's really reliable. (laughs) So, So it's a mutual thing. It's just completely different from training. And it gives you this wonderful insight into sort of like You reach the mind and you get a little glimpse of the animal's soul. All of a sudden, instead of being uh, unpredictable, strange, weird people the way we are now to our pets, we become kind of hunting partners. We we pride ourselves on being kind of on the cutting edge, and really clicker training for the dog has been around for a while. But I see in your press release here that you can clicker train, obviously, cats. We've been talking about horses, birds, zoo animals, and your press release ends with humans. Now, I've been joking about this a little bit, but can we clicker train humans? Training
being human is partly a matter of coming around to understanding, just by way of introduction, coming around to understanding that in order to change what somebody else is doing, you have to change what you're doing. And that's often a lot of trouble. <laughs> you don't want to change what you're doing. You want to go right on nagging or whatever, scolding. But if you can give that up and reinforce what you like instead, it works better. So that's the fundamental principle. Where the actual click sound is extremely useful is when you're teaching physical skills. When you want to teach somebody, say you're teaching a child to ride a bicycle, and you really need them to learn to put their weight on that forward pedal and then on the other pedal and push the pedals down so they get some forward momentum. We say you tell them, uh, this is, uh, with people, by the way, we don't use the word click, we use the word tag, that's a tagger, because clicker training's for dogs, right? We don't do that <laughs> <Sure>. with kids. <laughs> so you tell the kid the tag point is wait on the pedal, stand on the pedal. Then as soon as you see him do that, you tag. Now, his foot, it's as if his foot heard the tag. He can remember the message. He can do it again successfully right from the first tag it's it you know they tell you put the put, throw the ball behind let go of the ball when when your arm is fully extended well what does that mean i have no idea but if i'm trying to do it and i let go at the right moment and i hear a tag i can go oh that oh that you mean that and i can immediately my muscles will remember what that felt like and i can do it again right away it's like freezing it's, a moment in time Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. We're, we're, Perfect. It's like a snapshot with a strobe light. Okay, we're actually out of time right now, but reaching the animal mind, the clicker training method, and what it teaches us about all animals. Karen Pryor is the author. It's on Simon & Schuster. I have 10 copies to give away. one 405 8405 Head into your bookstore. Ask them for reaching the animal mind. If they're out, they'll order it for you, or you can get it on Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, or Border. Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. If your family is like mine, it includes at least one four-legged friend. The summer storm season is here, so we're taking precautions to protect our pets. Many pets are lost during storms and natural disasters. And without ID, 90% won't return home. Visiting your veterinarian for a simple, safe, and inexpensive procedure to implant a microchip in your pet could save its life. Make sure your pet's microchip number is enrolled with your contact information in a national database like HomeAgain. Visit HomeAgain.com for more information. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911 today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com 
There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. The whole gang here to answer your questions, whether they be behavioral, medical questions, or perhaps you just want to say, hey, it's all about these little furry creatures that we have around us. In fact, yours right over there in September of last year, this little dog, we don't know what kind of dog it is. You went out last September. Mm -hmm. You went out for a chihuahua. You went to get a chihuahua. You adopted this dog. Adopted her from a rescue. And uh, it didn't really look like a chihuahua, right? She's little. That's about the only resemblance. (laughs) Big, long legs. She had the beady eyes, but any baby does. So Uh you decided to do the, uh, and thank God they do, or I would have been long gone. (laughs) They, uh, they did, you did a, like a swab test. I did a DNA cheek swab test. Well, actually, I did two of them. Uh-huh. And they came back both so different from Radically each other. Radically different. They did. So this different time, breeds. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I tested a different dog. Like weird breeds, too. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine. Large breeds. Yes, very strange. And she's only, you know, five pounds, 14 ounces. So we asked the good doctor, and you said, of course, take blood, right? So I like the blood testing, yeah. So I did, and I am waiting. I should get the results back any day now. So what happens with all that Monopoly money? Is that still in the pot? Well, we're thinking it's going to be in, there's going to be interest with it. Yeah, in, interest right. I now. like that. Of course, that was almost. Uh, how old is she now? Is she going to be celebrating a birthday here soon? In July, she'll be one year old. One year old. Oh, yes. How wonderful. Well, you know, I just had a birthday in my old house here. Oh, no, really. What have you My got? youngest, Magnum, turned eight years old. And boy, we had the party. What did you yeah. do? What did you? Because we need ideas for yeah. parties. Yeah, I'm looking for Well, them. I keep it simple. My mother sends gifts, so she sends her grand dogs the gifts. And uh, that's how she references them, the grand dogs. <laughs> um, so he gets to open his presents. We made little cookie um, cakes, and we took whipped cream and decorated the cookies. And uh, both he and his sister got to eat those. And then, of course, we unveiled the big gift, which was the new dog bed, which they are loving right now. Somebody out there that says we're a little crazy right now, listening right now, going, you know, these Absolutely, guys. I am. <laughs> I'll take dogs over kids any day. Sure, you know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm planning some little goodies, some bakes, some little dog biscuits, or some little cookies mm-hmm. or cakes or something, you know, dog friendly. And I'm thinking of inviting her two cousins. My brother lives not too far from here, and he's got two dogs that they just love each other. So what they're her cousins. Losers. So we're going to play party. I love it. It's a great idea. If you're crazy like us, well, this is your show one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is here and he's answering your questions. Hey, Vlad. Hey, America. Woke up because the Vlad is back here in no spin dog training zone. We're gonna address any behavior problem in pets. My philosophy is a very distinctive. I am coupling loving and gentle approach with uh, uh, gentle firmness. So give us a call and uh, we will taking care of one dog at the time. 1-866-405-8405. Also on the show today, Ed Begley Jr. And I don't we know, love him. From, uh, of course, what was it, L.A. Law back in the 70s, 80s? Yes. I guess it was 80s or 90s. When was it, Bobby? We're so old. Let's just say a long time ago, yeah. 
he'll be on. Of course, he's a, he's very green now, and he has his own HGTV show uh, called what is it called? Living with Ed. Living with Ed. Better better write and that his down. His wife puts up with him. Really? <laughs> he he actually he understands. Carries a bus pass with him and actually travels on the uh, mass transit the system. The man is not a hypocrite. And he wants you to go green with your pet. And he has some ideas and tips of how to do that. All on today's show. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Now? Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I think it's done. Now. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. Brand new intro. (laughs) I'm just learning it. What? We're dancing the jazz dance here. Having a lot of fun with it. Thanks, Dave, for putting that together for us. We learned a few minutes ago that Jennifer Aniston is uh, tops the list. And AOL, AOL, are they still around? AOL I don't know. did a poll asking pet lovers, who would you most trust as your pet sitter? Celebrity. Got to be a celebrity. Jennifer Aniston topped that list there. For me, I would think Oprah. Who would, Oprah? They, I would That's have a good Oprah one. over in a second. See, I'd have Eddie, Eddie Money. Is Eddie Money? Mine. Yeah. You wouldn't be worried about, uh, I guess he doesn't do any drugs, does he? No, he's he's clean guy. He's got a bulldog that, that pees all over his rug that he, he's very tolerant of animals. So. <laughs> You'd have to be. You'd have to be. <laughs> what so about I, you, Dr. Debbie? Oh, you know, I I would have to say I don't know a whole lot about her, but I know that she's an animal advocate. Is that um, young uh, Hayden? Um, oh, yeah. I can never say her last Hayden name. Pantieri. Pantieri. But she's such an animal advocate, and um, she really stands out on the causes. So I'd, I'd go for her. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Yeah. I don't know who she is. I, that's Pantieri. Uh, she's I'm cute. Not, You'd she, like her. <laughs> Heroes or show she's on. Yeah. I feel so old. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go to the phone to take some calls? Well, but, but the requirement today, before we accept any calls, is we got to know pretty much what celebrity you'd let into your house to babysit or pet sit your animals. I believe we have, uh, is it Susie on the phone? Hi, Susie. Hey, how are you today? Good. I'll hook you up with the doctor. You need to talk to the Hello. doctor, but I'm going to, there's a toll. What celebrity would you have into your house to pet sit your animals? Oh, gee, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh. <laughs> you just want Brad Pitt in your house. Yeah, I, get yeah. I get it. Who okay. cares if you even have any animals? <laughs> Susie, how can the doctor help you today? I have a seven-year-old male, yellow tabby. He's, he's neutered. And he lost his female companion. She was nine. Um, she's been gone about 12 weeks now. They got along great. They shared a bed. They groom each other. They, no food issues. He misses her very much and has become very needy. So mm-hmm. um, we're talking about introducing another cat into his life. He's a bit of an alpha even though he's neutered. Um, I'm interested in getting a shelter cat, a female again. Um, my requirements, she's going to need to know, or we're going to have to teach her how to use a cat door. Uh, nine to 12 months was my idea, a little more mature, uh, so that she's mature enough to handle him. Someone who mm-hmm. will roll his eyes if he, you know, he's, he's never aggressive, <laughs> but you know how males will just bat, bat it batter around a little bit or something. And, He'd be and a pushy big hard. brother, you're saying, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, so you're uh, looking I just for need a female, some um, hints on introducing this uh, new cat and really what I need to look for in mm-hmm. a female. 
Okay. Well, if, if he has definitely a, a strong dominant streak, then you definitely want to be looking for a cat that's going to be more laid back, passive, um, a little bit more of the snuggler type kitty. So I would look for that as you're kind of um, checking out what kind of options you have for adoption. As far as I definitely like the idea of having the female, and I just make sure you perhaps stay towards the slightly juvenile side. Not that you can introduce an adult cat into that situation, but if he's particularly a little bit of a um, bossy big brother, then we want to make sure we do have a cat that's going to kind of find the um, path into the hierarchy of the cat household. So um, I just don't want you to necessarily look at a, a senior cat. Sure. And I hate to say no, that for no. adoption's sake. Well, would you think six months is old enough? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that should okay. be fine. And then the, the big things with a, introducing a new cat are going to be to take it slow. <laughs> that is the biggest thing. And I start with very minimal physical contact. And if, if possible, I try to do introductions first by sound and smell. So if we can keep cats on, say, separated by a door and okay. feed them um, on both opposite sides of the door so they associate the good of the food with the smell or the sound of the cat on the other side of the door. That's the very. If you can start at that level and work your way up, then you're doing really good. Wonderful. Um, and, and then I work with switching out, say, bedding to the opposite side. Let that go on and, and, and watch for signs that your cat is not at ease or that the other cat's not at ease. Okay. And uh, we don't push it if, they're, if we're starting to pick up those kind of cues. Mm-hmm. Eventually, then you take the barrier down and, if possible, keep the new kitty maybe a bit separated if you have to use a, a, a pet cage or a crate just so you can safely um, kind of monitor the interaction with your kitty around. And then you kind of build up from there to where you allow the kitties to have access together and um, hope for the best and watch. Um, the big thing is we want to avoid competition. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure when they do physically get together that you've got plenty of food and litter pan sources and like snuggly sites, you know, if they like scratching and, you know, um, the different hiding spots that your kitties might like. Make sure there's equal opportunity for both so that they don't have to feel they have to compete for that. Okay, great. And then and then the other thing you might throw in also, and I love using my pheromones, my scent hormones, um, I would definitely get a pheromone plug-in okay. uh, when you're introducing the cats. Um, if you have to get two, just if you're separating them in different rooms, do so. But I like that it's a natural thing, and it's using um, a, a nice friendly, happy hormone that cats have. So anything we can do to facilitate that introduction, I'm all for it. So Super. Great, great advice. Well. Um, and okay. then uh, with the cat door, when uh, we introduced it to our the other two cats, we just kind of uh, held the flap up and uh, enticed them with food. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any better ideas than that, or do you think that's a pretty good solution to teaching them how to use a cat door? Yeah, and I think we'll have to find what motivates the cat that you adopt because uh-huh. food would be definitely the biggest one. Um, sometimes some cats are just really focused on a particular toy. Um, you know, if they like paper bags or they like a, you know, a certain type of a mouse toy, you know, use that as the inciting reason to go through that door. So yeah, and I definitely want to make sure that door is fixed open. So mm-hmm. if you can hold it, that's great. But even if you have a, a mechanism, we could leave it locked and open just to kind of practice that. But I would sure. say the, the door training is going to be secondary to, you know, the introduction and just getting used to the house in oh, itself. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. So. Wonderful. Right, well, I appreciate your advice, and I love your show. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for listening. Have this a good is day. Dr. Debbie. If you have a question, give us a call or give me an email at docdebbie at animalradio.com.
is Animal Radio Network. Radio. I'm Hal. That's Judy over there. Dr. Debbie to my left. To my right, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Bobby. She's our news director here. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, you know what? I'm finding every week there's somebody who's brand new, who has not heard Animal Radio before. We're here every week. We're kind of crazy-like. You look in our <laughs> wallets, you'll find that all the pictures probably are just of pets. Oh, yeah. There's no people in no, your wallet. No. no pictures, no. And if you can imagine the studio also, we have the cats. You have uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt wonder dog. We they don't all know get what along. She is. Yeah. She's asleep over there. Yeah. They all love each other. Uh, we have Boog, the studio cat over here. I don't know if they're bored <laughs> it seems like we put them to sleep every it works, week. Works like that. Yeah. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? I'm fine. Where are you today? I'm in Florida. How can we help you? Okay. I have a two-year-old Vishla that has a skin allergy. Um, I have him on all-natural, gluten-free food. Uh, been to the vet. It's not fungal. It's not bacterial. Um, it went away during the winter. It came back just about a month ago. Uh, we don't know whether it's coinciding with the weather, with the chlorine in the pool. Um, I just can't find anything to do for him. The vet pretty much has thrown up her hands. Oh, dear. So have you tried um, other medications? Um, what's, what is, exactly Animax, has been done? Um, Animax. I have him on um, Benadryl. 225 milligram twice a day. That keeps it calm, but I just okay. hate keep it on giving him that indefinitely, and I don't know how long this is going to last. It's ang- okay. angry and red looking. Okay. Angry. Just- well, angry, yeah. That's the most descriptive terms. Angry looking. Yes. I, I use that all the time. So, yeah, that, that connotates that it's really unhappy on that skin. So, I mean, a couple of things that there's definitely directions we can go. Um, and it just depends on what approach you're comfortable with. Because we can treat allergies symptomatically or we can try to get to a little bit more of the root of things. Um, one of the aspects with any allergy, when we talk about food-related components, um, a gluten-free diet is only limiting certain types of proteins. So... If that's not seeming to help and control things, then we might even switch that out to other types of um, hypoallergenic diets. And there's some where we'll restrict to a hydrolyzed protein. Um, and that's something that um, for many dogs with allergies, we'll try a course of that. Um, we may switch things up and try something totally different, like a um, what we call a limited um, protein diet. So we might have just a couple different ingredients in that and see if the skin signs are better. Um, so I wouldn't say just because you're on gluten-free means that we've eliminated that food allergy possibility. Okay. So that's one thing. The other thing is, um, you know, we have specialists of veterinary types of all sorts. So pretty much anything you can imagine in the human world, there's a veterinary specialty in that. So, And we do have veterinary dermatologists. So if your veterinarian is not comfortable with where things are or thinks that everything has been exhausted, we can refer to a veterinary um, dermatologist. And I would see, if you're interested, I would see about getting your pet tested, um, allergy tested, because there are certain things we can either A, eliminate in the environment, or we 
we can do hyposensitization for pets with allergies. And that's okay. kind of getting to the root of the allergy, if you will. Um, rather than mm-hmm. trying Benadryl and medicine to try to control the itch, we try to go to the heart yeah. of it, what's causing it. And we can get kind of overlap of food allergies and seasonal allergies. So, you know, it might be worthwhile to see about um, allergy testing. And that can be done with a skin method with a dermatologist where they kind of inject little uh, allergens to the particular skin areas. Um, there's also some food or some blood allergy testing that can be done. It's not necessarily as precise, but it's a good starting point for some folks. So that would be okay. another thing to try. Um, alternatively, if you're not inclined to go towards the testing, um, we might try a, a drug, uh, a cyclosporine type drug, which kind of modulates the immune system, so it kind of helps the signs of allergies, um, but um, it's a little bit different approach than just using either steroids or Benadryl, um, and there's one called Atopica, and, and I use that pretty heavily in my practice, so um, that might be another alternative that you can look at for your little baby there. That helps take the itch out there, because nobody likes a scratchy dog, and certainly we like to have a quiet, comfy home. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question, we are here for you at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby's working on the news right now about Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, what's he up to now? Cutting some programs that's going to actually affect some animals in Los Angeles. Mm. Yeah. Animals that head into the shelters now won't have the usual six days. What? He's going to shorten that? Could be as few as three days. Uh, This is still, they're still working on this. We'll have all the details coming up in just a few minutes with Bobby Hill working on news. Dr. Jim Humphreys, Britt Savage, right now, Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, and Adam. Hey, Adam, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So we have a Australian cattle dog, possibly mixed, possibly purebred, we're not entirely sure, um, who chases cars and attacked one and lost a few months ago. Um, She's on phenobarbital for some seizures she has, which we think could be part of the problem, Mm -hmm. but the behavior really started shortly after the seizures and after being on the phenobarbital, and we have yet to find a local trainer who really seems to have any good ideas. Uh, What state do you live, Adam? Uh, We're in Oregon, in Eugene, Oregon. I would like you to visit... um Doc, uh, www.dogpro, doc, uh, dogpro.org. Dog, dog pro? pro. Dogpro.org. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is International Association of Canine Professional, most um, prestigious and common sense uh, uh, dog training who have a common sense in their philosophy. Um, Cesar Milan belonged to that organization, and of course, Vladi belonged to that as well. Now, oh. let, me te- let me tell you one thing. I believe, um, beside what you just described, drugs really do affecting the dog's personality and their behavior. That okay. is why a lot of veterinarians nowadays as well, if they know some alternative to the drugs, they prescribe it more willingly than the human doctors. Well, most of them, I just call them like uh, drug dealers. 
Yeah. I think because the tyranny, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's so true. Because um, uh, you know, what is uh, so, what is soul and heart is larger than this world. I mean, I just tell the truth as it is, and I think because. Um, Veterinarian not so often is connected with all this pharmaceutical and all in our industry, and that's why they take more, um, I would say, common sense approach. I would like to check one product by name ProQuiet. It's one word, Pro, like like a professional. ProQuiet, okay. one word. ProQuiet. By company Animal Option. Um, a lot of veterinarians using uh, holistically oriented veterinarians using that one to calm the dog down instead of using uh, different uh, strong medication. It's based on L-tryptophan, not even herbs, and have no side effects. L-tryptophan, like amino acid, like a turkey have. But anyway, I think you basically having two phase issue. Uh, number one, behavioral issue. Number two, which is incorrelated, genetics drive. I'm receiving, Adam, a lot of calls from the owners who is owning the breed like yours or, or another hurting breeds who just telling me, listen, Vlad, for instance, have Australian shopper chasing the kids, cutting them off, biting, biting them by the ankles. And we have a terrible behavior problem to deal with. And if those people would check the genetics uh, predisposition or the breed traits in the first place, they maybe would not get Australian shopper in the household who would have uh, kids. I just would like to let you and everyone who is listening right now know that uh, dogs, breeds, and even uh, moths, which is combination of switching breeds, they do not decide for themselves how to behave. Breeders decided for them, for, for the dogs, how they should behave to fulfill such needs at the time. So it doesn't mean Australian uh, shopper or cuddle dog or let's say Akita Sharpe or Chow, which for many many dog trainers would be nightmare to deal with, especially when they get out of control. It doesn't mean they're bad dogs. It just yeah. mean you know. So they were designed for something different. So you can ask me, well, Larry, you know, it's too late now. How I can s- fix this problem? Yeah. But now we have, you, we have another cattle dog too, who we haven't had this problem with, and border collie before that, who was also good. So we know about the herding breeds. Just this one in particular, we've been able to stop her from chasing other things, just not cars. <laughs> so. You know, the God, when the God opened the door, he sometimes closed the window. That's yeah. your situation, I guess. Uh, so how to do that? I would think in your situation, number one, what I would do, I would get a good leash control. I would I would really train your dog so well, so I would focus her on me every time when I walk, and I would gradually increase the distraction, so I would start it in no destructive environment, after gradually increase destruction. Uh, if, she, if she goes ahead of me, I turn around quickly, and I snap the leash in the opposite direction. I would definitely would use a pinch collar or prong collar, which mimicking doggy mama teeth, and the only collar I would use would be Herm Springer pinch collar. Hard to find, very hard to find, but if, okay. you, if you're visiting animalradio.com website, information you can find there, it's, that color makes difference in the big way. So if the dog sniffs or, or turn to the side a little bit toward the destruction, sharply wrist snap sidewise, as you say, ah, or no sniff. And after, good girl, good boy, as really, really nothing happened. So that's that's what I do. My, my, my first... Uh, 
my first uh, approach would be. And number two, if this is not going to work, I definitely would escalate. Uh, you like it or not to hear it, I would invest some money and time in good quality electronic color uh, before okay. it was uh, very badly known as the shock color. It's that time is gone. The company creating very humane and effective devices, mimicking just, you know, like when you open the refrigerator, like static comes in, mm -hmm. and it's a very like a scratching sound effect, vibrations. But again, even a plastic knife can be extremely dangerous weapon in the wrong hands. It requires a lot of experience and timing to deal with all these things. That is why when you go to this website, uh, docpro.org, please uh, interview a few people and just tell them, listen, here is I am. I am. I am the person who would like to take care of the issue. I'm not type of the person who just wants to waste my time and your time. And I'm very open for everything to stop it. So once you stop it, you can basically use the uh, best treats ever. American cheese, Russian kalbasa, but the secret is very simple. Focus your dog on you. Once he's focusing on you, he cannot be focusing on anything else. Once, once he's not focusing on anything else, he gets reward. Uh, a combinative approach always works better than just saying no or just praising, but it should be two extremely opposite approaches. You should combine mind 10, minus 10, excuse me, with plus 10, like a strong correction in this situation with the tremendous reward, and just professionals can do it. And after that, I don't think it's a really big problem. I think if I would be, you don't live in California, you said, so I cannot help you out, but uh, visit that website, and uh, there are great trainers around. If you will not find anyone, just shoot me email at vladyatanimalradio.com. I will forward your email to the president of uh, International Association of Canine Professionals, and he will pick, handpick the trainer for you in your area, okay? Great. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, or Dr. Debbie, or Joy, or Susan, or Bobby, or Dr. Jim, or Brid, and Judy. How about the, the dog? You want to talk to the dog? Ladybug. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Across America, thousands of homeless dogs, puppies, cats, and kittens are waiting patiently in shelters. Each animal needs a special person, like you, to receive a new lease on life and to find a safe and loving home. Now, Fido Friendly Magazine and North Shore Animal League America have teamed up for the Get Your Licks on Route 66 National Adoption Tour. This life-saving tour will travel the entire length of historic Route 66 to spread the word that adopting a shelter pet is the right choice. This tour will stop in many cities along the route to host adoption events so hundreds of animals can find permanent at home. Our special thanks to presenting sponsors Purina and the One Hope Network and supporting sponsors Bissell Home Care, Animal Radio, Toyota, the 3M Company, and La Quinta Inn and Suites. Our sponsor support helps make this life-saving tour possible. To learn more about the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Adoption Tour and when the tour may be visiting a city near you, visit GetYourLicks.org today. And please, adopt a shelter pet. 
It saves a life, and it's definitely the right choice. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang, Dr. Debbie, Vlade, Vinny, Joy, Susan, Bobby, Dr. Jim Humphreys, and Brent Savage. Remember when I couldn't remember that? No less remember the phone number, Judy. <laughs> You're doing very well. Well, far away. The leapfrog really helped you, I think. 15 years of doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really. blame the Pink Floyd concerts like I do. <laughs> Now, I don't know why I'm not on tour like uh, Susan is. Someone uh, picked the short straw. She, of course, is actually almost about to wrap up her tour. Get your licks on Route 66. She's uh, St. Louis this weekend. She's in St. Louis. Yes, she is. We'll be checking in with her again a little later on. Next week, we think she'll be in Chicago. Chicago. That's your town. Chicago or Michigan. My hometown. It is. Go get a nice Italian beef sandwich. Oh, Mm, you're making me hungry. You're, You're like a big... Cubs fan, aren't you? Huge Cubs fan. And remember, not too long ago, we talked about the wild kitty, the feral kitty that got onto the Wrigley Field. Yes. That happens a lot. And yes. the whole, her, her little name is Ivy. Okay. Since that all happened, Ivy, by the way, is fine and has been re-released into a feral cat colony away from Wrigley Field, so she won't get back on the field. Good. But in this whole instance, there thankfully was the vet in the audience that helped out so much. The Cubs have really stepped up to the plate. No pun intended. And they are contributing money to a feral cat organization in Chicago. They are also teaching the Cubs how to properly pick up a cat. Oh, Not by the tail, which is, and I totally understand, and this was a feral cat, and the bad thing is the cat's tail is not designed to hold the weight of the cat's body. Plus, you will get bit for sure. Yes, that's not good. Was that the way they were picking him up by the tail? Well, this guy who was an outfielder and didn't know any better, yes, he did. Mm, okay. And it was all caught on video. And thankfully, the veterinarian who was right there in the stands picked up the cat properly by the scruff of the neck. Uh-huh. But the thing that's nice is the Cubs have now invested some money in helping these feral cats and the people who care for them in Chicago. And they're also teaching their players, should this happen again, and apparently really attracts cats, the guys <laughs> know to go for the scruff of the neck. <laughs> I like that. God bless them. Yeah. Very good. How's the Twitter going there, Bobby? You getting a lot of Twitter thingies happening? You know, Twitter is fun, and we have a lot of fans that listen to us, and I hear from them on Twitter. And I have to say that the majority of the celebrities that are on here that I follow, which aren't too many, there's there's maybe a dozen, mm-hmm. are all heavily involved in passing along information on animal welfare groups, on dogs and cats that need adoption, Horses that need help. Twitter's real interesting. While it's still around and it's still peaking interest, at least it's being used mostly for good rather than evil. That's good. I understand that. Now, you're following these celebrities. Do they know you're following them? You're not going to get us in trouble, are you? No, although I really think that Twitter is the cheap man's stalker. Yes. There's a, there is an etiquette that everyone follows, at least the ones that you want 
to follow you, literally. And you have the option of blocking them, because I've had to do that a couple of times. Any of our listeners? People just... Do you have to block any no. of our listeners? <laughs> no. Okay. No, just some people who like to show me some things that only mommies and daddies do in the bedroom. Yes, please. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to reach out... I don't want to see that! Yeah, if you're going to reach out to Bobby, the Animal Radio social networking butterfly, please, uh, your pets preferably. We, we love the pets, but no pictures of Absolutely. you in... Yeah, we don't want anybody talking Bobby. Yeah. Don't talk yeah. Bobby. Thank you. There's other sites for that. <laughs> Twitter is fun, and so far, it's been very, very valuable for us at Animal Radio. Speaking of good food, Lucky Dog Cuisine brings us this hour of Animal Radio. Lucky Dog Cuisine, of course, the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt wonder dog, who is undergoing another DNA test. And without going off on another tangent, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Hey, but I, want, I think she's part cat. I want to talk about the special with Lucky Dog Cuisine. They're having a special until September 1st that you can get a free six-pound sample. All you have to do is wow. pay the shipping fee. That's because they ship it FedEx on dry ice. Yes. Okay. But six pounds of food, that's Whoa. great. That's some good stuff. The deal with that's this food. That's a big free sample. It is. Yeah. Six pounds will last you, depending on the size of your dog. Yeah. For Ladybug, it'll last a long time. That'll be a year. But you see, this food has no preservatives in it, and that's why it needs to be shipped oh, from their right. kitchens directly on dry ice to your kitchen. It's frozen, yeah. I'm not going to find this in your pet store in cans anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's what you would cook for your pet if you had the time to cook for your pet. And every once in a while, I will do that, but I don't have time every day. And plus, you can't be sure that you're getting all the right mixture of the ingredients and nutrients. And this has already been done for you, so you know the dog's getting a complete balanced diet. So before you call in and say, what kind of food should I feed my animal? Because you do every week. Let me tell you what we're feeding our animal. It's Lucky Dog Cuisine. Check them out at LuckyDogCuisine.com or call one 227 5900 And we'll put all that information up at the website. Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? We're going to talk about America's favorite... <laughs> <laughs> pet, pet, celebrity pet, along with who's the most trustworthy pet sitter out of the celebrity world? Okay. Who would you let come into your house and babysit your pet? You mean a celebrity? It has to be a celebrity. A cel- it has to be a celebrity. Um, like, would you let Brett Michaels in your house to oh, take care of your dog? No. Heck no. <laughs> We're going to find out in just a few minutes who you voted, but I want to also hear on the phone lines at 1 866 405 8405. What celebrity would you let into your house to pet sit? Who would you trust? Yeah, I'd trust Eddie Money. Would you trust Eddie yeah, Money? Yeah, he, he talks about his bulldog. He loves his animals. He's really good with them. Is he on the See, list anywhere, though? Sadly, Eddie did not make the list. <laughs> Ed Begley on the way. one 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or Vlade or Vinny or Joy or Susan or Bobby. Or... Hey, we're all here except Susan, of course. She's in St. Louis. Hi, who is this? Uh, this is Tanya. Hi, Tanya. How are you doing? Uh, I have a question about uh, whether it's safe to adopt a pot-bellied pig if I already have two dogs, whether they can exist uh, safely together. I've read different things. Some people say yes, some people say no, and I wanted to get an opinion. Oh, you've got to love the people of Las Vegas. (laughs) Okay, Hal, stay out. But we're going to push him to the side here. Clicker, Um, clicker training me. (laughs) But yes, uh, and I'm going to say that... I'm going to stand a little bit on the fence because pigs and dogs can get along, but it really is a big depend. And it depends on the pig and it depends on the dogs. Sure. Um, preferably, it's great to have dogs and a pot belly pig raised together. If you're uh-huh. getting in an adoption situation, the, the key things that I would say is know your dogs. 
mm-hmm. and know their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, how they react with another dog or another animal in their midst is going to be somewhat similar to a pig. Um, mm-hmm. Pigs tend to be a little bit pushy, <laughs> so uh-huh. um, they're going to try to find their um, spot in the pecking order in the household. And uh-huh. um, if you have a dog that, say, has an aggressive tendency, um, it might not be the best situation because you could have a um, you know a bite situation there. Um, sure. But if your dogs play nice with other dogs, then it may be a, a, an option to, to look at adopting a potbelly pig. Um, in most of the potbellies, at least in you know the, the different groups that I work with here in Vegas, they pretty much um, adopt spayed and neutered pigs, and that is one of the biggies that um, every potbelly oh. pig should be spayed or neutered, oh, um, not yeah. only for their health, but also to help make it a peaceful household. Because um, sure. we will see more um, aggression or fights, testiness, if you will, especially with a female pig in heat. They are. Do you, do you have one in particular that you're looking at right now? No, it's just kind of a pipe dream right now. But before we researched it any further, I, I thought I'd uh, get get an opinion on the dog issue because if if it was. Uh, not a, if it wasn't an option, then of course we wouldn't pursue it any further. How are your dogs as far as with other pets? Uh, they're they're pretty good. They can be territorial when something comes toward their yard, of course. And some dogs they've gotten along with better than others. So I think obviously it would have to be a very careful introduction process but uh absolutely yeah well i have clients that i knew that their potbelly pigs sleep side by side in the bed yeah uh, person sleeps on one side the pig sleeps on the other and the dog <laughs> sleeps on the other and, and they can definitely um live that way um uh-huh. the other thing with potbelly pigs that i'll mention as far as if you're doing your research that i, I commend you on that because it's very important and 10 15 years ago we saw a lot of potbelly pigs becoming pets that people weren't yeah. really fully prepared for their behaviors so yeah. but just make sure you're ready for that um, they're they're brilliant animals, but they do have that rooting tendency. So you want to make sure that you're won't be upset if your backyard turns into little root holes everywhere. So. <laughs> well, and that actually but, brings up. Uh, may, may I ask a second question on the same topic? Sure. Um, how do people who have an indoor outdoor pig um, deal with the wallowing um, issue? Because I know they need mud to wallow in. So. Uh, do people who let their pigs inside just not provide that or? They need to be clean, um, so there's no reason you can't spray your pig down or to even just give them um, like a, a little pig pool. Um, but you don't necessarily have to give them mud. It's just more just a matter of they use that for a cooling mechanism, and they are actually quite tidy little creatures. So I know a lot of folks put their pigs in their showers, and they just shower them off, and uh, you know they enjoy the attention um, and then okay. the grooming aspect. So it's, it's good. So yes, oh, okay. if you have more questions, I'll be certainly happy to answer those for you. So pigs and dogs, you can do it. They can can make a happy home. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio with your party animal segment. just want to read a little something off to you that I got. I took my daughter to an art show, to an outdoor festival this weekend, and they had all sorts of different events. Uh, I stopped by one booth, and they had this great brochure, Greyhounds as Pets, a great pet for all, with, of course, great being spelled G-R-E-Y-T. And this is from Pups Without Partners, which is a greyhound adoption program. I thought it was very cool because they really bullet-pointed why greyhounds are the, a, a great dog to get. They're the only dog mentioned in the Bible. That's the first thing they lead off with. It's biblical. 
There are biblical implications. If Jesus does return and you have a greyhound, you're saved. I like that they started with that. Good with well-behaved children is the second one. What if your son is like my son, Luke? Uh, Should I not get a greyhound? Good with well-behaved children? Luke is not well-behaved. Chances are he's going to want to ride the greyhound. He will want to box with him. Uh, So, you know, well-behaved children. Maybe I should talk to them about rewriting this uh, brochure. But no, actually, a lot of the other points were great. They're good with other pets, very intelligent, clean, low maintenance. I know a lot the shedding issue is big for a lot of people. Very used to human contact. And they can never wear flea collars or run loose, which I thought was, was interesting. It says greyhounds have been raised with their litter mates and crave attention and affection. By nature, they are calm, laid back, and there were a few there, and it is true. A beautiful, beautiful dog. I don't think I've ever seen a greyhound outside of the bus up close and and personal before. It is a beautiful dog. It says they can live to be between 12 and 15 years old. And uh, the Adopt a Greyhound, this this program here says, we've been very successful and have a 100% adoption rate since we began in 1995. That's over 10 years of getting these uh, pups without partners partnered up. I'm from Connecticut, but if you do want to check it out, it's at www.pupswithoutpartners.org. I'm just really stuck on the good with well-behaved children. Yeah. My son Luke really just ruined greyhounds for our house. <laughs> Vinny Pen. Party Animal on Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Okay, Bobby, if you had a choice of a celebrity to come into your house and pet sit, which celebrity would you pick? Who would you pick? You know what? I would go with John Cleese. You mean the Monty, Monty Python? Python? The actor. Monty Python man. Because why? here's why. I'm I'm thinking he's a very nice man with animals. Plus, he'd make them laugh. He would make them laugh. And I'd also be, you know, Eric Idle. Eric Idle. He's, uh, he was on the show, what, two years ago? A few years ago. A few yeah. years back. Do we have yeah. any cuts from that? He's a big animal lover, yeah. by the way. Well, and I like that about him. And, and you know what? Most of the celebrities we've met, have you noticed? Yes. They like animals. They do. Ed Begley's on the way. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio, just when you thought it was safe to listen to the news again. The Humane Society of Berks County, Pennsylvania, received dozens of complaints against dog owners and parents of eight, John and Kate Gosling. The complaints were prompted after an interview in a celebrity gossip magazine in which John talked about his German shepherds and all those kids and how they romp around. Well, the executive director of the Berks County Humane Society told the Reading Eagle they found, quote, no credible reason to believe in any way that there is cruelty going on, end quote, they have investigated and closed the case. Sushi-loving actor Robert De Niro is on the wrong side of Greenpeace with his restaurant chain Nobu. Seems the upscale sushi vendors are serving endangered bluefin tuna. De Niro's partner, Richie Notar, said he's trying to discontinue the practice of selling the tuna, but sushi connoisseurs prefer the taste. Nobu has offered this compromise to Greenpeace. You ready for this? Mm. It will place an asterisk. You know, with those little marks. Yes. Next to the critically endangered Atlantic bluefin tuna on the menu, 
to let the diners know what they're eating. German authorities in the town of Warren were on the lookout for a shoe bandit. Seems the residents of the small town reported missing shoes from their front porches, not just once or twice, but several dozen times. A forest worker inadvertently stumbled upon the cache of 120 shoes piled up in a relatively good condition. The culprit, turns out, was a fox. She had taken the more than 100 shoes for her cubs to play with. Most of the shoes, everything from lady shoes to cross chainers, were missing laces. <laughs> Cute little fox with a foot fetish. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. If your family is like mine, it includes at least one four-legged friend. The summer storm season is here, so we're taking precautions to protect our pets. Many pets are lost during storms and natural disasters, and without ID, 90% won't return home. Visiting your veterinarian for a simple, safe, and inexpensive procedure to implant a microchip in your pet could save its life. Make sure your pet's microchip number is enrolled with your contact information in a national database, like HomeAgain. Visit HomeAgain.com for more information. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And if you're playing the at-home Animal Radio board game, go ahead and move your game piece forward one and collect a sloppy kiss from your pet. Susan Sims on the way from St. Louis, Missouri in just a few minutes. And I also have Ed Begley Jr. on the phone waiting. Oh, well, hi, Ed. How you doing? Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great here in L.A. today. Uh, your new program, Living with Ed on HGTV. We love it. Thank you. And uh, Living Like Ed, the book. Correct. And it's a guide to the eco-friendly life. What are we going to learn about in the book? A lot of ways to save energy, protect the environment, and to save money. That's a good thing. You know, I, I urge everybody to do a lot of the things that are cheapest and easiest first, you know, to pick the low-hanging fruit, to, you know, try a compact fluorescent bulb, to try an energy-saving thermostat, to ride the bus, as you suggested, or ride a bike, if weather and fitness permit, to do all those things that are cheap and easy. And in so doing, you can save a lot of dough. Well, a lot of people won't listen when you talk about saving the environment, but the minute you say save money, <laughs> yes, yes. You've always been interested in this. This isn't like you hopping on the bandwagon. This is something that's always been a part of your life. What made it so integral for you? 
Well, I started in 1970. That was the year of the first Earth Day, and that got me going. Being a Boy Scout got me going. I was in scouting and developed a love of the outdoors. But the biggest influence was a negative one. It was growing up in smoggy L.A. Mm. By 1970, having survived the 50s and 60s in smoggy L.A., I had a belly full. I went enough already. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to begin to be part of the solution. And uh, I started, uh, you know recycling i started composting i bought a an electric car in 1970 buying all biodegradable soaps and detergents i became a vegetarian in 1970 and did all those different things that i thought would uh, be good for the environment and good for my health you mentioned you became a vegetarian a very tough transition for some people to make what was it like for you it was very hard and it 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 didn't last long in 1970. I began eating fish again because I traveled so much. Uh, in 1970, you'd be on a motion picture somewhere, and all they'd have would be canned beans and mashed potatoes. You know, there was no selection. You'd go into health food stores some places, and all they had were those Loma Linda veggie links that were not very tasty. Uh-huh. Now there's a whole universe of choices. so much easier to, to be uh, consistent with that diet now. You can get all kinds of great vegetarian meals anywhere. You can go into any restaurant, and they've got a vegetarian section of the menu. It's rare when they don't. Yes. And then even on the set there, wherever you work, you may uh, be able to get a vegetarian meal. I mean, the whole world has changed. Every caterer that I see on any movie has vegetarian fare and really good stuff. They have delicious tofu done up, you know, with sesame sauce and, you know, all sorts of stuff. I mean, every every, uh, movie set Every caterer really caters to uh, all people. You know, there's a lot of grips, electricians, different people, teamsters that want, you know, they want their meat and potatoes, and God bless them. But uh, other people like myself want uh, a different fare, and they supply that, and it's delicious. And you see a lot of... uh, a lot of people who aren't vegetarians going for it. Yes. There's a stigma that being a vegetarian means tofu. I mean, like one equals the other. And that's not the situation, is it? No. I grow a lot of food in my backyard. I've got some delicious cauliflower right now and broccoli, lettuce. It's a beautiful day in L.A. My uh, solar panels are, are humming because there's great sun hitting them right now. i got a wind turbine up there that's spinning so fast it's nearly a blur. Uh, I'm getting a lot of power from the area around my house. It's a little 1,700-square-foot house, too. It's not a big house, uh, and I, but I make use of every square inch. I took out my lawn right away. Who wants to waste a bunch of water on a lawn? I'm not a golfer. I don't need a putting green. I don't have any cows that need to munch on grass. So I took the lawn out, put in drought-tolerant plants, and then put a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, fruit trees in the midst of the drought tolerant stuff. I'm getting an energy audit right now. This is the greatest thing. If you hear some uh, subtle noise in the background, we have a guy with an infrared device checking the heat loss. You know, this this is under the category of physician heal thyself. I talk about energy savings and I have all this great stuff, but they're finding right away ways that I can save more energy. This is highly expert crew in my house right now who are finding ways where I can uh, further insulate cracks that I didn't know that occurred uh-huh. years ago with the 94 earthquake, and they're finding it right away, and they're helping me save uh, energy and save money. You have a few pets, don't you? I do. I have a dog that we got from uh, a friend. Uh, my friend Robin Lippin's sister couldn't uh, keep the dog. They had moved to a new place where they couldn't keep the dog, so she was five when we got her, and that was 1996. Wow. And I have a cat that's uh, 18 years uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, a cat that I got in 95. Then I've got a bunch of feral cats that I feed. There's four of them left. There, at one point, were about 14 cats in my premises because they were feral. I couldn't trap them until mm-hmm. I got really clever. I finally, instead of food, put in a have a heart trap. I put something other than food to get them to go in. You'll probably figure out what it is. What did I put in the have a heart trap other than food to get that female cat to go in? Uh, you know what? Let's throw that out to the listeners. Yes. Can we do that? one 866 what did Ed use to trap these ferals? Instead of food. Instead of food. And call us right now if you think you know. With these animals and being an environmentalist, you must be able to combine the two. How can we become more environmentally friendly with our pets? I know that opening a brand new can of food every day is kind of a mess. Uh, there's yep. a, Yeah. What else can we do? You know, use the best pet food possible, organic pet food with the highest quality. You know, keep things very tidy. Keep the bowls clean a lot so you don't have a bunch of, you know, uh, pests around where you have to use, God help us, I would never use pesticides, you know, but use anything, you know, uh, have the problem having to deal with with pests. Um, You know, to groom them in a best way, organic grooming and the best kinds of shampoos what have you, to not use toxic stuff in your animals and not give them toxic food. Um, those are a couple of things that leap to mind. And if you have a lot of animals, which we do, you want to, as a result of that, change your air conditioner, heating and air unit filter a lot because um, all that pet hair will clog the filter. Uh-huh. Those are a couple you, of tips right off the tip of my tongue. You don't think about that, but I was just thinking about the filter here in the studios. I looked at it last night, and it, uh, it, it is absolutely full of hair because yep. we have four studio cats. And you don't think about that, that it's it's drawing a lot more energy for the central heating here in the studio right. just because of that. And if you have a pet, you're going to have more hair in your household. Correct. Oh, very good. We're with Ed Begley, Jr. When we come back, we're going to find out what the magic he has to trap the feral cats that isn't food right here on Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Millions of homeless animals are waiting patiently in shelters to find new homes. Vital Friendly Magazine and North Shore Animal League America have teamed up for the Get Your Licks on Route 66 National Adoption Tour. This life-saving tour will cross the country to spread the word that adopting a shelter pet is the right choice. Special thanks to presenting sponsors Purina and the One Hope Network, plus supporting sponsors Bissell Home Care, Animal Radio, Toyota, the 3M Company, and La Quinta Inn and Suites. To learn more about this life-saving tour, visit GetYourLicks.org today. Please, adopt a shelter pet. It's the right choice. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. If your family is like mine, it includes at least one four-legged friend. The summer storm season is here, so we're taking precautions to protect our pets. Many pets are lost during storms and natural disasters, and without ID, 90% won't return home. Visiting your veterinarian for a simple, safe, and inexpensive procedure to implant a microchip in your pet could save its life. 
Make sure your pet's microchip number is enrolled with your contact information in a national database like Home Again. Visit HomeAgain.com for more information. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're back on Animal Radio, and we're with Ed Begley Jr., living with Ed and living like Ed. Uh, Ed is with us. He has posed us a question just before the break. He had uh, to trap some feral cats, and he didn't use food. Now, this has been a dome scratcher for me. <laughs> I, I have no clue. I'm thinking catnip, maybe? I don't know. That's a good answer. Is that a good answer? Yeah. Catnip's a good answer, and keep in mind, I tried food. They wouldn't go... I mean, some of them went in for, to get the food, and I trapped them, put a collar on them, so I knew I had fixed them, but uh-huh. one female would not go in. She would starve before she would go in, because she knew there was danger in there for her. She felt there was danger, uh-huh. uh, and she would not go in so i put something else in there and there was a slim time frame of which i could do this it was just a few days i had a window of opportunity of a few days to do it it was something that would occur at a certain interval and if i did it within a few days it would work and what did i put in there judy do you have a guess i do but you know what it has to be a female cat that you're trying to trap correct? oh correct it's a female that's yes. the clue you're, that's the clue that's the clue that's the clue that should help you figure it out one 405 Hi, who's this? This is Cornell. Hi, Cornell. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? I want to sport a guess at what Ed Begley puts in his traps to trap his feral cats. It's not food. Other feral cats. The answer is her offspring. I put her kittens in there, and you had to do it when they're just like a day or two old, because after that they're wandering around so much, they'll keep hitting the trigger and will keep closing. You have to get them when they're kind of just a, a day or two old, very young and barely uh, not even opened their eyes yet, uh-huh. and that seemed to work. That's how I finally, she finally went in for that. <laughs> how did you come up with that? I guess that's pretty simple when you think about it, huh? Having had this population explosion for years and then finally stopping it to a certain extent, but this one cat kept having kittens, and it's not a cat you can just say, come here, kitty, and you know, <laughs> I couldn't trap it no matter what I did. I couldn't catch it. It was very smart, so I put her kittens in. She went in for those, and I had her fixed, and she's still living on the property to this day, but making no more babies. One more thing before we go, Ed. I wanted to talk real quick about Begley's Best Products. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Begley's Best is a line of non-toxic cleaning products. I sell them at Begley'sBest.com or at EdBegley.com, and they're in Whole Foods and Wild Oats and lots of markets, Mother's Markets, Lassen's Markets, and they're totally non-toxic. What I want to do is to do what Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward did with their Newman's Own product, uh, line to have good products and then give a lot of money away to charity. We give money away to uh, Animal Acres. We give money away to the Humane Society of the U.S. We give money away to the Coalition for Clean Air, Midnight Mission, Heal the Bay, Tree People, lots of good folks. And uh, I take no salary, so I can give it away as quick as it comes in. Wow, and there's a website? Yep, Begley'sBest.com. As you know, there's no apostrophes on the Internet, Internet web addresses. So it's Begley's, B-E-G-L-E-Y-S. Best, B-E-S-T, dot com, and you can get the products there or at Whole Foods. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Ed Begley, Jr. on Animal Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. 
Millions of homeless animals are waiting patiently in shelters to find new homes. Fido Friendly Magazine and North Shore Animal League America have teamed up for the Get Your Licks on Route 66 National Adoption Tour. This life-saving tour will cross the country to spread the word that adopting a shelter pet is the right choice. Special thanks to presenting sponsors Purina and the One Hope Network, plus supporting sponsors Bissell Home Care, Animal Radio, Toyota, the 3M Company, and La Quinta Inn and Suites. To learn more about this life-saving tour, visit GetYourLicks.org today. Please, adopt a shelter pet. It's the right choice. This is Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Hey, next weekend, 4th of July. Big weekend, big fireworks. Oh, yes. Best thing you could do for your animals is keep them inside. Please. We get so many calls right after 4th of July. My animal hurt fireworks. My dog had bolted. It's lost. Can you make an announcement on the radio for my lost dog or lost cat? I don't want to do that this year, so how about you just keep them inside? Play some music so they, they don't hear the fireworks. Something to calm them. And Music My Pet has a great CD called Classic Cuts that's perfect for this type of thing. And any time that your dog is anxious or nervous. And of course, those pheromones that Dr. Debbie's always suggesting, I plug one of those in for 4th of July. Keep your pets safe. They don't enjoy the fireworks as much as you do. one 405 8405 Hi, Fran. How are you? I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. Well, um, what can I do for you then? Well, I have three cats, okay? My mm-hmm. oldest is 12, and her digestive system is, um, she, I have to watch what I give her. Um, okay. Otherwise, she throws up or she gets the runs really bad. My other two, they're younger, and uh, they can eat almost anything. But my question is, I took my boyfriend, and him and I went looking at cat food. But we went to a nice, um, like an organic place, and we looked at, like, the Paul Newman and Manuva and all that, and we were looking at the ingredients. Then we went to um, Walmart, and (laughs) we looked at other ingredients in um, whiskers and and things like that, and there's such okay. a big difference. What are the good ingredients and what are the bad ingredients in cat <laughs> and dog food? Are they the same or, I mean, what do you look for? And that is a hard question. Um, so you're really making this challenging for me. And the reason it's hard is because there's not a blanket answer that we can say because Every pet is different. Um, so sometimes life stages or health conditions might lean us towards one diet for one pet versus another. Now, some generalities that I can tell you is that when you're kind of looking and comparing labels, now I have a lot of folks that will say, I looked at the label of Old Roy and I looked at the label of this expensive uh, boutique food, and they have the same actual ingredients listed, maybe in a different order. How do you know which is which? Well, a couple ways. One is that I always look at the ingredients, and we want to see, because cats are carnivores, they eat meat primarily in the wild. So we want to make sure we got a good quality meat protein listed as one of the first couple ingredients. That's very important. Now, the other thing that I look at is the brand. I'm going to look a little bit for the company name and the reputation of the company. And granted, the food recall kind of shattered a lot of some of these images. But if I am not familiar with that company and I can't look it up and see that they've done feeding trials on that food and I'm not comfortable that that food has actually been something other than a little batch that someone made up, um, even if it is organic and they made up this little batch on the side, I want to make sure that I've got a company that stands behind the food. I can get a live person on the phone if I have a concern or problem. So I look for a phone number that I can call 
if I have questions or concerns. Mm. I think that's very important. There's a lot of things I'll avoid. I avoid some of looking for some of the little preservatives, the BHA, BHTs. If you're seeing those kind of things in there, I kind of steer away from that. I want to see good quality ingredients that are simple and easy to read. And there are some good resources out there. Um, There's actually a website that I believe is called the Dog Food Project, and it kind of goes through and can kind of help you in reading the label, what's fact, what's fiction, what do you need to worry about? And, and that might be helpful for you as well. We have a link to that at AnimalRadio.com. One of the calls we get every week is about meal. What is meal? Bone meal, mm-hmm. uh, chicken meal. Is this a protein? Is it? Should this be one of the top two ingredients? Well, and I think meal is pretty much, it, it's not a bad thing. So we want to see, say, either chicken, chicken meal, that has some of the good components in there. So it's not necessarily all bad stuff. When we look at byproducts, Products. Byproducts is a word that gives us a little bit more uh-huh. concern because we're getting enterals, you know, we're getting, you know, claws of the chicken. You're getting other things that, you know, the quality of the protein is going to be on the lower end of the scale. But if you've got meal, you've got better quality nutrients than you do in the byproduct type thing. But yes, I would say definitely you can read on that website. They go through all the definitions very thoroughly. It is an education process, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Help make an educated decision on what kind of food to feed your animals. We have all that. Uh, information there as well as links to independent research like you were talking uh, earlier the dog food project susan sims of course she's on the road on the get your licks on route 66 tour this brought to you by phyto friendly magazine in the north shore animal league in st louis missouri hi susan how are you doing hi you guys it's a beautiful day come out here and see me you're having you're having a lot of fun adopting these animals out you've been on the road what this will be almost six weeks and i gotta get this straight people are asking are you ending in chicago or grand rapids we we are going to end in Chicago with a bang. Where our July first is the last day, and that's going to be held at Glenwood, uh, Glenwood, Illinois. So uh, that's going to be our, our final wrap party. It's going to be really great, and I hope I hope we do as well as we're doing. Um, we've adopted out. We just had a gentleman adopt out two to take home to his kids, and it was just it was just really wonderful to see not just one dog but two dogs to go home with their forever family. This vehicle that you travel across the country with, this 36-foot vehicle, Xena, as we affectionately call it, <laughs> you restock in every different city with uh, animals from that city. These animals are local animals. Like for today, you're adopting out animals that are St. Louis animals. Yeah, actually, it's called the APA of Missouri is, is what the, the uh, title is. And that's exactly right. What we do is we have the air-conditioned mobile unit. They go right to the shelter. They load up the dogs and the cats, and then they take them to the venue and... Hopefully what happens is uh, every single one of these pets get adopted. But people can get on board in this air-conditioned bus, and they can actually go and pick out one of these pets, and they can walk it around, and then if they're, they fall in love, they can adopt them right there. So you did say dogs and cats. So we're, yeah, are we getting an dogs, equal... and, dogs and cats are getting equal opportunity here. Uh, so... one, one lucky dog is going to be on the cover of Fighter Friendly Magazine. On the cover of Fighter Friendly Whoa. Magazine. That's like being on the front of Rolling Stone for us. Oh, yeah. I, think I, I think it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> check out the website or join Susan. Of course, the website is getyourlicks.org. If you're in the St. Louis area, check her out today. All the information at getyourlicks.org. Or next week in Chicago, she wraps up Wednesday at uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, it's a tough job somebody has to do. We got the Toyota Vinza and the Chase card. And we want to thank all the fine folks at the North Shore Animal League, Perina, One Hope, Bissell, 3M, Toyota, and La Quinta. How's the La Quinta's been treating you? Hey, just like uh, first-rate customers. And uh, they give a pause up to everybody that wants to stay there with their 
or not, they're totally phytofriendly. So La Quinta Inn and Suites is the place you want to stay when you're on the road, and especially on the road to Route 66. Susan, we'll speak to you next week. All right. Have fun, guys. Bye. See ya. This is Animal Radio Network.